What did Poseidon say to the sea monster? What's cracking? <sighs> Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 35 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am Nick Stevens, and with me this time is Aaron Hickman. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, man. Doing pretty good. Good. And there's no one else here. No. What happened? No, hosers. They're, uh, ah. you know, those guys are a little flaky. I don't really know. Maybe they should start a podcast about being flaky. Maybe call it something flakes. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, Tur- turtle. I think they just showed up to do a skit, and then they're like, "Oh, we're done." <laughs> it's like marketing. All they care about are turtle flakes, so they thought maybe they can get some of our listeners come over to turtle flakes. You know, it's all part of their plan. It was part of their plan. Build their fan base, all that fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding. We love those. <laughs> oh guys. yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Josh was having some problem with his uh, heating system, his furnace in his house, and uh, Rob's off being a hoser. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's off shining his teeth somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Eating more protein supplements and getting his muscles. <laughs> he, he wants to bust them out of his flannel. You know, we're always talking about his flannel and how strong it is, but I think that's why he wears flannel. It's like a test of how much can my muscles hold in this shirt? Can I bust out a flannel? So, you know, that's kind of where he's at. But, uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> oh, has much been going on since our last show? I know I talked about my adventure of getting eaten by a dog. Uh, you have any uh, adventures like that? Uh, you know what? I don't have any crazy adventures like getting eaten by a dog. <laughs> my my poor Sega lanyard. One of my kids stepped on oh. it though, and so I'm trying. I'm gonna get a pair of pliers and try to repair it. No, my my only adventure was a a do-it-yourself adventure in that my uh, tail lights went out. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, tail lights went out, and the dash light, you know, the instrument panel went out. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? And uh, Buddy from the Retro Junkies Network, Chad, Chad McCall, he's oh, a great Chad. guy. Yes. He's always answering the questions on the yes. Retro Junkies page. He's a lifesaver. Uh, he runs an auto parts store. And he's like, man, you just, you know, it's that. And I said, yeah, I think I have to go get a, a fuse or something. He's like, yeah, just pick up this fuse. He knew exactly what fuse <laughs> it was. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I went and grabbed the fuse. I looked at the, the schematic, the diagram, and just pulled the old busted one out put that one in lights were perfect oh, so he, thank you chad do you do you have like a foreign car i uh, no, i've actually got a ford expedition okay well i know um, a lot of times you get toyotas can't uh honda stuff like that a, a lot of those uh parts inside the taillights and junk are like specifically made and you gotta import them in all this other jazz mm-hmm. so i was kind of proprietary stuff yeah yeah i know i remember a buddy of mine had an Zuzu. And even to take off his uh, his wheel when he had a flat, you had to have like some special uh, tire tire iron and all this other junk. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know you had to order it somewhere special. So I was uh, kind of glad that wasn't the story we're going to hear from you there. But good, yeah, Ch- Chad's the man. He seems like one of those guys that would just give you the shirt off of his back. So big chat, big shout out to Chad. He's pretty much our community man. Yeah. Like if anyone asks any questions on the Retro Junkies page, he's always the first one to 
to answer. So yeah, thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. But um, yeah, Genesis Gems. Uh, you can check us out on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Uh, on our website, we got T-shirts for sale. Uh, we have a link to a really good online uh, retro store. It's also a uh, physical store near Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, Nick DeMarco is uh, his nice little store there. Nick D's Video Game Vault, and also he also writes articles on our our page. And you can just click the articles button. It takes you right to the. I actually got to apologize to Nick because he has a new article out. That I have yet to put on the webpage because I forgot my password to the FTP site. So shame on me. <laughs> I actually, uh, it's obviously password. Is it pro- password or password one? <laughs> well, or, or Nintendo stinks. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Well, <laughs> with the turnover of the host in the show, a lot of our website stuff and all these other handles and jazz just kind of got mixed up. I'm trying to bring it all back together, but, um, I remembered my password, so I'm going to be getting that on there soon. <laughs> but, uh, um, a great place to interact with us is on Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash Genesis Gems. Uh, you can also check us our actual Facebook page out at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems podcast. Uh, send us an email if you like at Genesis Gems podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. And I need to apologize, Aaron, if you've probably seen a few of my messages um, asking everyone, do you have the password to our Twitter? Do you have the password to our Twitter? Um, many, many moons ago, someone connected our Twitter to our Facebook page. So anytime you posted on one or the other, it would automatically post. And I don't have the password for either one of those. Don't know, I don't know who set them up. I'm trying to figure it out. So I apologize to you Twitter followers who haven't gotten an update from us because I don't know how to do it right now. So trying to pull that password out. Anyways, <laughs> check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe. Please give us a five-star review. Really appreciate that. Um, I say five-star because that's what I want, not a four, not a three. <laughs> no, seriously, be honest if you'd like. Uh, also, we are on Stitcher, and we are also part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And uh, speaking of iTunes, I wanted to do a little bit of uh, listener business. Uh, since our last show, we've gotten two new five-star reviews. Uh, one was an actual... Uh, they actually wrote a review, and the other one they just gave it five stars, and I guess hit submit. But the uh, I'm gonna read this one real quick. It's from Ben Rises seventy three. It says, "I look forward to new episodes every month. These guys are very laid back yet knowledgeable, as each episode focuses on an individual Sega Genesis game. The show is family friendly, and although I'm not I'm not easily offended, I do find it refreshing to listen to someone who can be genuinely genuinely entertaining without using foul language." They also do a great job of interacting with their listeners on the Facebook page and website. Keep up the good work, guys. Ben. So uh, thanks, Ben. That was great. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I hated the part where he says new episodes every month. That makes me feel bad because we, <laughs> the past few months, we, I think we've only done one a month. But with this one, we are changing. This will be the second yeah. episode this month. So Yeah, we're trying to do two episodes a month. Yeah. Uh, you know, three if there if we if we happen to have that many weeks in a month. Yeah, <laughs> if we're lucky. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, two two a month seems to be good, and uh, it, it also allows for hopefully the opportunity to, to have our, our buddies uh, Rob and Josh back on. Yeah. At some point, but uh, yeah, Ben, thanks for for being a listener and for giving us a, another five star review. We could definitely use more of those. On the iTunes page. Yes. So thank you. I think that brings it up to 37. So big thank you to all the listeners out there. So with listener business aside, uh, I think we can go right on to Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So Aaron, been up to anything concerning Sega lately? Uh, yeah, I would say so. So, as you know, my son William is a huge Sega fan. Well, 
particularly Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got like Sonic bed sheets. Uh, he's always talking about how he wants to run fast like Sonic. <laughs> Chili dogs aren't his favorite. He likes them okay, but you know. Chili dogs. Yeah. Hot do- that was only in the cartoon. Hot dogs of sauce. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, so it was actually his birthday a few days ago. And so what I gave him for his birthday was a uh, Game Boy Advance SP. And uh, you're saying, well, that's not Sega. But if you remember, uh, right around when the Game Boy Advance came out, that's when Sega had stopped uh, making their own consoles. Dreamcast was their last console. And so they started making games for other systems, which is really neat. You know, uh, you know, I guess that's not true because they there was a Sonic game on the Neo Geo yeah. Pocket Color. Okay. Uh, but they truly became platform independent uh, around this time. And so I actually picked up for him a copy of Sonic Advance and Sonic Pinball Party, which is on a single cartridge. And uh, he also got the uh, a blue Game Boy Advance SP, but it's got uh, Sonic decals on it, which you can pick up from Amazon. So he was super excited to get Good. that. That's awesome. Uh, the the only problem was that uh, I think the battery in it's dead, so it worked. It worked great. You know, he was over here, he was having a blast, and then we went to try and charge it. And I don't know if it's the plug or if it's the battery. So what I'm going to do is probably take it to the store and, and see uh, see what's up. Uh, but you know, besides that, I know I've talked about this before, but I have a ZX Spectrum, which is an 80s microcomputer that was primarily known for in European countries and especially in the UK. That's where it was. Uh, that's where it originated. Uh, Clive Sinclair, that's, that's his brand. And uh, there were actually a lot of uh, Sega ports to that system. And my buddy from the UK, my friend Ben, actually uh, sent me some games I bought from over there. And I got a few Sega games, and so I have a copy of Wonder Boy. Oh yeah, and and a copy of Outrun, which actually comes on two tape cassettes. <laughs> and so, if anyone tells you, you know that that you had it bad having to play cartridges or anything instead of CDs, or <laughs> you know, imagine trying to load all your games on tape cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes like three to five minutes per game. Oh gosh. And Outrun is a marathon of, of loading. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. But it's, it's still it's a really fun system. There's a lot of great games for it. You know, it's, it's a limited system, but it's really neat to see what developers uh, would try to do on that system. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I actually play games on it using a Sega Genesis controller. <laughs> Because uh, what's funny is that the system was so cheaply designed that there wasn't even a port for a controller like every other computer back then. And so you would plug in something called a Kempston interface and it would add a uh, a nine pin adapter and you would put that in and, and then you can just use whatever controller you want. So I use a Sega Genesis controller. That's cool. And that's pretty much my Sega news. I haven't really been playing a lot of Sega games lately. Um, like I said, uh, Fantasy Star 2. I took kind of a break from that to go play Mass Effect for a bit, <laughs> which I've almost completed. 
not a not a Sega game, uh, not at all. But uh, you know, love love RPGs and that one. Yeah, uh, fill in the void for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat with that. I, I mentioned to you, I've been playing Fallout Four, which I don't usually buy games when right when they come out. But I actually bought a PS4 a few months back in anticipation of Fallout Four. I'm a I'm a big fan of the new Fallout games. I I, I didn't really get into the older ones like the. Uh, Missed out. I, well, I I tried. I don't know what it was. I just I played Fallout Three, then I tried to go back and play uh, Fallout One and Two, and I just I couldn't get into it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, if you, I would say like if you, mm, that's not, that's tricky because if you go from playing a game like Shadowrun on the Genesis, it, and I just say just try to forget about Fallout Three and the first person shooter and all the, all that good stuff. And and play it from that perspective, maybe I don't know. Hmm. When's the last time you played him or tried to play him? Eh, three or four years ago, I'd say. So it, it, see, a lot has changed since then. You've been doing a Genesis podcast. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> I just, I, I, well, you know, you think about Fallout Three and, and New Vegas. I mean, honestly, the shooting mechanics are miserable in those games. Um, and I, oh that, yeah, because they're on super dated engines. Yeah, and and that's why they use that whole VAT system. I mean, <laughs> it was just kind of like a wow, the, the shooting sucks on this game. Let's let's put this uh, generic system, but it worked. I just I love the world and the environment in that game, and I love just exploring. So that that was kind of the reason. I'm I'm like level sixteen or seventeen in Fallout Four right now, and I don't feel like I've done anything. <laughs> just kind of exploring here. Oh look, there's a house. I'll go in there. I I love games like that. You just kind of get lost in the world. But yeah, that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, as far as Sega goes, though, um. Of course, I've been playing a lot of Philios. We, I mentioned this in the past, but we have a Sega um, upstairs. Uh, we're close to my kid's bedroom and things. And uh, Philios actually stays in, in the uh, rotation up there. That's what I call it. We play games like Sonic, uh, Power Rangers, the movie. We play a lot of two-player on that. Some other, uh, like Ninja Turtles, uh, Hyperstone Heist. But uh, Phil- my kids like playing Philios. Well, they like watching me play it. So it's constantly in there. So it was kind of easy to to prep for this show, I guess, because I'm constantly playing it. But um, because I was playing that, I was thinking back to some of the uh, other vertical shoot-em-ups I had been playing in the past. And uh, I had mentioned on the video that 1942 on Nintendo was one of the first ones I played. I kind of lied because I was thinking back. I, I think River Raid was the first one I ever played. Um, oh, wow. I love River Raid. That's probably one, that's probably my favorite Atari 2600 game. And um, I I, far- I just got a copy of that oh, did game you? On, on the ZX Spectrum. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Um it's I, I play I popped it in again. It's it's kind of it's usually in my Atari uh, in my game room. So I played it again the other day, and I, I forgot how much I just love that game. I I, I never really considered a shoot 'em up. I felt like it was more of like a survival game because you're trying to you you're going through little areas, getting your gas, um, trying so hard not to hit the sides of the thing, and you know it's just kind of like an everlasting type game. But I love that game. Thought it uh, thought it made real good use of uh, the Atari graphics. It, Oh yeah, so it, it one of the few games that didn't have like a full on black background. <laughs> it was you know, Activision, so they they tried to spruce it up a little bit, but but yeah, I had been because I'm in a shoot 'em up move now. I did I did pop in a like Lightning Force and a Biohazard Battle. I did play those on the Genesis as well, just trying to get. I don't know. I, I kind of got in a shoot 'em up mood after playing this game, so I started messing around with those. But uh, have you ever played Biohazard Battle? Yeah, I, I used to own that one, and uh, yeah, we should definitely cover it sometime. That's all I'll say. Yeah, very unique. Uh, it's it's very unique, and it's two player simultaneous, and it's it's a fun time. Yep, yep. A lot of unique shoot 'em ups on Genesis. So uh, yeah, an- another thing I thought was real interesting. Um, Michael Kelso actually posted a really cool article on our uh, Genesis page. He was kind of poking fun at it. Um, it's titled 
the man responsible for Sega's blast processing gimmick is sorry for creating that ghastly phrase. Um, <laughs> I know he was trying to poke fun at it, but if you actually read this article, it's really good. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll read this little excerpt from it. Um, the g- jokes on you, jokes Michael on you, Johnson. Michael. But um, the the guy who's actually you know was interviewed, he said, "Sadly, I have to take responsibility for that ghastly phrase." Marty Franz, Sega technical director, discovered that you could do this nifty trick with the di- with the display system by hooking the scanline interrupt and firing off a DMA at just the right time. The result was that you could effectively jam data onto the graphics chip while the scan line was being drawn, which meant you could drive the DACs with the 8 bits per pixel. Assuming you could get the timing just right, you could draw 256 color static images. There were all kinds of there were all kinds of something to the timing, and the trick didn't work reliably on all iterations of the hardware, but you could do it, and it was cool as heck. So I just thought that was interesting. A lot of times people ask what blast processing is. Um, man, there you go. That's kind of how it was born. But uh, anyways, you know, to you, Michael... Um, we still have blast processing, whether or not it's ghastly. Um, and here's a song. There's this really cool song we've heard recently. It was actually written by one of our uh, one of our good co-hosts who isn't here, but we're gonna put that in here. This is just a uh, little touche to you and your uh, little pokes at Sega. So here it is. This is called Sega Boy. I think I'm cool. I know I'm Sega. I've got the skills that drive the nerds while I've got the games. Really move them like streets of rage. You can handle my style, just a Sega boy. Ain't got a game boy. I'm just a Sega boy. I ain't a nest boy. I'll make them hot with shiny force. I'll make them shiver. Matter how I say the walk, my Sega talk makes them feel like they're on cloud. Now I'm just a Sega boy, ain't got a game boy. I'm just a Sega boy, I ain't a nest boy. <laughs> I guess Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> ladies, ladies, please. Plenty of rob to go around. So yeah, um, Sega Snippets. Um, I don't really have anything else to say, Aaron, about Sega Snippets, but we do have some people who would like to know some answers to some questions. Uh, and we call this section, Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. Awesome. And so for this week on Ask Aaron, uh, man, people, I think people like this segment because they are firing away questions <laughs> left and right. And I think you posted this up just uh, about an hour or two ago. So we really love the responses. Yes. Well, I especially do. I'm the one answering the questions. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't pretend to know everything there is about Sega life and everything. <laughs> but uh, I am happy to answer questions in only the the way I can. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and pick some at, at random here. Uh, you know, I always... <laughs> I'll, I'll just try and uh, answer a few of Paul's real quick because 
I feel like I give him the special treatment, which I probably do because he's a co-host on my other show, Retro Obscura. Uh, so I'll just read a few of his real quick because he's always asking great questions. So he said, what's with Sega pulling Sonic games from the Nintendo Virtual Store? Uh, do you see a compilation exclusive coming or maybe a move to Sony or Microsoft exclusive? I don't. I don't see an exclusive. As far as pulling games... You know, maybe they didn't like the license fees. Uh, that's all I can think of. I don't know if they're if you can buy their games digitally on other platforms. I I think so. You know, I know Sega's pulled games from the mobile market yeah, too. Yeah. So sometimes it's it's a bug issue, a QA issue. In this case, if they're not planning on bringing it them back to the Nintendo platform anytime soon, I would. I can't give you a definitive. I would guess it has something to do uh, with them trying to either re-strategize or, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Uh, I have to look more into that one. So, how about <laughs> Michael Kelso? Do you use conditioner on your facial hair or just the hair up top? Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's for me to know, and you never to find out. No. I, I, uh, I, I honestly, I don't. I don't. I just use soap like a normal human being. I, I read that, and uh, I'm doing this whole... I, I, I kind of keep a real small beard, nothing real real thick. I, I usually set a like a beard trimmer on kind of a low setting and shave it, but for this whole no-shave November thing, I, I haven't shaved it since like the second week of October. <laughs> and I, I actually had to use some shampoo the other day. It's getting a little thick. So <laughs> I read that, and I thought, hey, I can answer that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And then you keep a fake beard in a drawer somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Just in case, in case the your your other beard breaks down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me go to another serious question. Why is General Chaos so awesome? This is Mark Walker. It, because it is. But we're not talking about it today because we have talked about so many EA games on this show. We need to take a That's break. Right. <laughs> but. People also ask, is this game four players? Yes, it is. General Chaos is a four-player game, and it is fantastic if you can get four people playing it. Uh, so uh, Benjamin Milheim asks, favorite arcade-style game on the Genesis? I would have to go with Gauntlet 4, because Gauntlet is just one of my favorite games of all time, and the Genesis version is probably the best version of the game you can get because it adds new modes and the music is some of the absolute best music you will ever hear on the Sega Genesis. Wow, I'm gonna have to go play that. I don't think I've ever played that <laughs> on the Genesis. I've I've played the Gauntlet games. If on... you hear the music, you're like, this is coming from a Genesis, oh, and man. you're gonna be blown away. It's it's great, and the the game modes are fun. There's like a competitive mode uh, where you can just fight against the other player on the screen. It's I think it's a two player competitive mode, and there's like a quest mode. Uh, you know, it's not as cool as like a modern offering, but it's still a lot of fun. I'm gonna go ahead though. I want to see how much it costs. I've, 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 I love Gauntlet games. I have them on the Nintendo, like at the the old ten gen black cartridge. But uh, yeah, I've never played it on the Genesis. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. It's it's worth seeking out. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, Landon Long says, "Why do you think RPGs for the Genesis are less sought after than RPGs for other systems?" I this is kind of a loaded question. Um, if we're talking price, I would say it's because they weren't made by Square, <laughs> Square Enix, uh, or, or Nintendo. You know, 
Earthbound, Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, uh, which are just really solid games. Uh, there's no denying it. Super Nintendo had really solid RPGs um, with orchestral scores and you know fancy graphics. The Sega Genesis, uh, the RPGs, there are some really good ones, but there's some really average to mediocre ones too, where they were ports of PC games, uh, or you know. They were just not really optimized for the system they were on. Obviously, we've covered stuff like Shadowrun, which is one of the more sought-after games uh, because it's really good. But, you know, like the Fantasy Star series, uh, sort of Vermillion, it's just because... Here's here's the problem I see. Sega was the only one pumping out RPGs for the, the Sega Genesis besides maybe Electronic Arts. And so when you only have... Those companies putting out RPGs. Sega is not an RPG company. Let's let's face it. Uh, Fancy Star, this Fancy Star series is really good, and they put out a few other things, but they weren't like a SquareSoft where they could pump out a new game and you know just have everyone gush over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think people did gush over Fancy Star too. Don't get me wrong. And four, uh, when those came out, especially. It, it, in, and, of course, the Shining Force games, Shining in the Darkness. Uh, so Sega could put out some quality stuff. It's it's just they really didn't have a lot of third-party support, third-party companies flocking to the system. You would have to go to the Sega CD, I would say, with Game Arts to see some really good stuff. Um, and I think it was Nick DeMarco, actually. He wrote an article over on Retro Obscura about Lunar Lunar 2 on the Sega CD. So there are some fantastic RPGs for that system. So if you can't find a great RPG on the Genesis, go to the Sega CD, I guess is my point. Uh, so let's keep on going down here. Uh, so Benjamin Murphy asks, will you ever consider doing a show on 32X or Sega CD since they're closely tied to the Genesis? And I would also, by extension, say the Game Gear maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I think the answer we've given in the past is maybe... Uh, we would really have to do some sort of special show on that uh, that might not be a normal show. It might be some sort of special. I don't know. I don't know how you'd want to do it in the future. There are just so many. That's the problem. There's so many Genesis games to cover that it would kind of be breaking format. Yeah, I, I eventually would like to do something with that. Um, I think it being part of the Genesis base uh, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Uh, my big problem is actually getting the hardware. <laughs> I don't have a Sega CD yet. Uh, something I haven't had in a long time, so I need to go track myself one down. That doesn't cost you know two hundred dollars, but yeah, I I wouldn't mind doing it. I think it'd be fun. There's some really like I I love the game Final Fight. I really want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, Final Fight on the oh, CD. So it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites so on there. Good. And I like I think my f- absolute favorite Sega game or game on a Sega platform is actually on Sega CD, so I'm Night Trap. definitely no. a fan. <laughs> yeah, Night Trap. No, actually, Double Switch. With Corey Haim and uh, Arlie Ermey from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Corey Haim, yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my uh, buddy Ryan from Nintendo's or 90s Entertainment Show, he has a Sega CD. Oh, my Ryan. Yeah, he might have to lend that to me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Sega CD. You do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to blast through some of the blast process, these questions here. <laughs> I'm going to go through the rest of these questions real quick. That's good. Because... I, f- I felt bad about uh, the last time people asked a bunch of questions. I think I answered three. So I'll just try to make these kind of quick. 
Um, so Matt Daly asked, are there any decent third-party controllers for the Genesis? And my answer is yes. And I can only speak to the one I have, but the Fighter Stick SG6 yes. made by ASCII is fantastic. And I use it to play Felios. I've used it to play Desert Strike. It's a great arcade stick if you can't get the official Sega stick. Yeah, and, I, uh, and I second that because I have the same one. That thing is heavy. It's got metal on the base of it. I mean, and my kids have just knocked the crap out of that thing, and it works so good. And it's really, really responsive. The buttons feel great. Um, great turbo function. Great turbo function. And, and you can pound on that thing like an actual arcade cabinet and not feel bad about breaking the buttons. So I, I yeah, and absolutely. I use it for just about everything arcade. Me too. Because what I'll do is I'll hook it up to that, uh, that Mayflash adapter that I got off of Amazon. Yeah. And so suddenly I can use it for whatever system I want or, you know, whatever arcade game yeah. that I want to use it on. So it, it is great. And, yes, my uh, my daughter, Kat, has walked on it and, you know, put her feet on it and everything. Yep. And it's still kicking. It's still doing okay. So that's definitely my yeah. controller of choice. I've heard the, the Capcom fighter pad is actually pretty good. It looks really goofy. But I've heard that one's uh, not too bad. Um, I would avoid the Turbo Touch 360 like the Plague. Um, <laughs> there, you know, I used to have some of those knockoff six-button controllers. I, I would avoid anything by Hyperkin. What I absolutely hate is when people get on YouTube and give these like glowing reviews of these, these retro pads. And, and then it's like, you, you can't tell me this thing is as, as responsive as the original thing. They're getting paid for those. That's why. <laughs> You're getting paid or something because it's like, why should I have to hit the, the up or down button twice to get a response? It, it's just not cool. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and move on to another question here. Uh, what crossover game would you wish existed growing up? And a similar theme of Robocop versus Terminator, uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon. It can be any genre. Um, so I think, hmm... My two favorite properties growing up, uh, I, I would say it would have to be like He-Man versus Thundercats. I think that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> that, would be that would have made an awesome Genesis yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what about you? I'm going to defer to you, Nick. What about you? What would be a, a cool uh, group, uh, set of properties? Would it be My Little Pony? <laughs> and Crystal's Ponytail. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's almost like we did a show on that, that game or something. And maybe this is just uh, bringing a certain character over into a certain game. Um, so like Streets of Rage Two is probably my all-time favorite beat 'em up game, but uh, Mike Hagar is probably my all-time favorite beat 'em up character. So my favorite mayor, yeah, favorite, favorite mayor, mayor of Michael. all time. So if you could take Max, who to me is completely worthless in Streets of Rage Two, <laughs> pull him out yeah. and put Mike Hagar in that game, you got a you got an absolutely perfect beat 'em up. Anyways, that that's what I would do. And I always thought about that. I'm like, why can't I get Mike Hagar? Because he because most big guys in beat 'em up games just they're just slow and awful. I can't stand them. But when you get Mike Hagar with the big drop kicks and the huge pile drivers, I'm just yes, yes, yes. I'm sold. That's yeah. why. I, we need to talk about uh, Saturday Night Slam Master yes. sometime. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's a rare game, also. I know. I've been trying to find it. I had it on uh, Super Nintendo when I was a kid. And uh, I never, I, of course, stupid me. I, I let someone borrow all my games one time and then they just gave them away. So, but, anyways, yeah, I've been trying to locate that again. I would love to cover that on here. Love to. So. And 
Oh yeah, no, I agree. Uh, okay, so real quick here, because I, I realize the the time is ticking. <laughs> We've got a lot of show to cover. Well, we're, we're talking about a shoot 'em up game. Uh, uh, you know, it, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Paul Paul asked one more. Th- Paul Stevenson asked. He said, "How many grams of protein powder does Rob <laughs> Luther consume on a daily basis?" Um, do you want that in grams or metric tons? <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the measurement you're looking for. I thought it was so funny because Rob posted a picture of like some turtle figures he bought for his uh, his new son, and they're in the shopping cart. But if you look to the, a little bit to the left, I'm pretty sure there's a giant thing of protein shake right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because I just bought like a big thing of protein powder. <laughs> I should just wrap it up and send it to Rob for Christmas. If we keep this up, we're gonna have a new slogan for this show. It's gonna be like the Genesis Gyms will pump. You up. <laughs> you up. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll, I'll speed this along real quick. Uh, so Blake Worrell said, is the turkey in Streets of Rage a Thanksgiving turkey? Ooh, Thanksgiving. If so, is Blaze's outfit really appropriate attire for late November? That he's always Blake is always coming up with some great questions. Uh, you know, to answer your question, Streets of Rage, hmm. When does that take place? I would guess around summertime. Yeah, because they're, they're on the beach. They're, they're... they're on the. I think of the beach stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's net. It's never snowing in that game. It's never. Uh, you know, they're they're out on a boat. That's about as breezy as it gets. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good question though. Uh, and final question, Steve Stephen Kyer, who's faster, Mario or Sonic? Why do you need to ask that question? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sonic, obviously, because, you know, he's faster than the speed of sound. I, I didn't. He's the fastest thing around. That's right. <laughs> I didn't watch the videos, but was it on Was it on our page or, or Retro Obscure? Or so- yeah, so there was a, who, who posted that? Was that another Michael Kelso Probably. thing? No, so someone, uh, no, it was Joe Koppel. Joe had posted something about, there's a video out there uh, under the Game Theory channel where the guy was trying to say that uh, Mario in Super Mario Brothers 1 actually runs faster than Sonic and Sonic uh. the Hedgehog. And the problem I had with this was the fact that the comparisons weren't quite valid because Mario only has to run in a straight line. Sonic has to do loop-de-loops. His, the, the levels are different. You know, there's some verticalness uh, to the level, you know. Uh, so I just think it, it was not fair. Uh, so I still say Sonic is the fastest just because I can say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, now the thing, someone had a rebuttal and, and, and it's true. It, it, here's the deal. Sonic can go faster than the speed of sound, but he doesn't want to. And you know why? Because it would make the game not fun. <laughs> It's, it's serious, though. It's like if your game actually ran as fast as uh, Sonic could possibly run, then you couldn't actually see him. He would be that fast on the screen. So that should answer the question. <laughs> oh. And with that, I think I've answered like 20 questions. So this was like a Ask Aaron Marathon. That was a good one. And you're right, though. We posted it like two hours ago, and people were just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And I'm glad you said something. Aaron sends me a yeah, Facebook message and goes, hey, are we doing Ask Aaron? I'm like, crap, 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 crap. <laughs> well, you're like, can we do an Ask Nick Stevens sometime? <laughs> Jeez. Maybe for April. What's up with this guy? We'll do that for April Fool's. Ask Nick. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right.
And you'll ask me anyway. Yeah. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, what's the meaning of this? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just delegate. Nick, if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. All right. Well, you want to talk about this thing? Yeah, yeah. let's do right. it. Game on. Elios. Elios. Game on, Aaron. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Philios is a shoot 'em up based around Greek mythology. Hey, I, I got I got a I got a thing about Greek gods and games. Uh, what kind of games do Greek gods play, Aaron? I don't know. What kind? Hydra and Go Seek. <laughs> oh yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely zero, zero memories. This is one of this is one Genesis game I had never played up to this year, and that's very surprising to me because. I've played a lot of Sega Genesis games, I'm not going to lie. So that should tell you that a lot of the shoot-em-up games on the Sega Genesis kind of flew under my radar. So, uh, yeah, no actual memories. All right, show's done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Jim, we're done. go to garbage. Uh, no, I, uh, I played this game a while back. Um, I, I mentioned this before. I, when I was in my emulation days, I literally would just click through every Genesis game or whatever game I was playing at the time in the library and see how it was. But uh didn't really dig into it because I really didn't get into shoot 'em ups too much until a few years ago. But uh, I got this cart. Um, if you remember when we covered Shadow Blasters, um, yeah, this this cart actually came in a in a lot. It had Shadow Blasters, uh, Philios, and uh, Biohazard Battle, and I got all those for like twenty bucks, which is a heck of a deal. So I I've been playing this for. Oh gosh, we did that show six or seven months ago, I think. But I've been playing this for a while. Once I popped it in, it was just kind of like I mentioned, kind of became a, a rotation in my uh, Genesis. But uh, yeah, I didn't really have any memories as it. Uh, I never really saw it on the shelf as a kid. I never saw the arcade cabinet, which because you know it wasn't over here, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah it's a Japanese only. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So I mean, the, the only ties you would have to it is if you saw it in a video game magazine yeah. or you happened to rent it back then. Or just happen to play it. Or, you know, like your emulation days, you know, maybe you just didn't get to the P's. Maybe you were going through all the letters. And <laughs> well, I, P was just too far. I up. was looking, every time I'd look through games, I was always looking for like the sports titles and the beat em up games or RPGs. Anytime I saw like a shooter, I just like, eh, I'll, I'll worry about that later. So I, I, never, I never really dug into them as much as I should have. But, uh, but yeah, this game was published and developed on Namco. Uh, I like the label art of these games. It's a very like tealish blue color. Um, Splatterhouse 2 is kind of the same way. That's what it reminds me of. So Namco kind of has that. Uh, it, it's just a little bit different of a design, but I, I do like that. Uh, it was released in 1990 for the Genesis. Uh, 1988 is what they're crediting it for an arcade. And the arcade version was actually brought over to the Virtual Console in 2009. I haven't played that yet, but I am going to buy it. I definitely want to check that. Is it in only in Japan or here? I too? thought it was here. I never saw it, so maybe I might be wrong on that. So I'll find out if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, it says, it says it's for the Wii. Let's see. I'm going to click here. Maybe we can do this right on the spot. Released April 22nd, 2008. Moby Games doesn't really say. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Maybe we can confirm it on the next show. But I would actually like... I saw some of the videos for the arcade version. It looked... It was laid out a little different. Like the power-up sword was at the bottom. You know, of course, the graphics did look a little bit cleaner. Um, I'd really like to check that out. Did you get a chance to play the arcade version at all? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think there's a Valkyrie. I'm trying to remember the name of the other game that used that that System Two hardware. Uh, there were a few games like that that had the amazing uh, panning and zooming going on. Uh, just really neat hardware, uh, and 
beautiful game and just epic in scope you know just epic soundtrack and uh to be honest you know the the sega genesis it, some some companies like treasure have been able to with software do the the panning and zooming and everything uh or uh, i think xerinx there, there's a few that have been able to do that uh namco i mean this was 1990 on the sega genesis i give them a break uh because it's still early in the system's lifespan uh, so they weren't able to quite replicate what was going on in the arcade, uh, but it's such a—it's still a really solid conversion. Such a great game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I kind of thought the same thing. I was when I was playing it. I'm like, you know, graphics are okay, but when I went back to look at the year it was released, I'm like, okay, that makes sense because a lot of those games. I mean, you think about Sonic; it was it was gorgeous, but some of the games before that, I just th- this kind of was on the same level. It was kind of on the cusp, yeah. I would say, uh, of of the great things to come on the Sega Genesis and and kind of the earlier, not so great looking games because you, see, you know see, you do see some cool stuff in this game in the Genesis version, like uh, like when uh, your main character Apollo falls off uh, what you call what's your flying Pegasus horse, isn't it? Pegasus, of course, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you fall off Pegasus and you see him kind of fall off into the, uh, the the ground and kind of shrinks as he falls. Just you know, cool little effects like that, and and the parallax scrolling and the amount of sprites on the screen uh, can be pretty impressive. Without, I really didn't see much, if any, slowdown in this game, which you, you did see. Uh, you know, Namco really knew what they were doing, and I think this was their first. I think this came out before Splatterhouse 2 did. This might have been their first uh, Sega Genesis hmm. game. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then going back to your slowdown comment, the only slowdown I saw was kind of in between levels. Like if when you dove into like, I don't know, whenever you see Typhon's picture, and it kind of would slow down a little bit going into the next level. But the actual gameplay, it was the most seamless to me. Because even a lot of shooters, I remember playing like uh, Gradius 3 on the Gradius, Gradius, whatever you want to call it on uh, Super Nintendo, and, like, there was always slowdown, but that game was still awesome, so, but, yeah. Yeah, and, like, uh, Super R-Type. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe, and, maybe and, I'm thinking uh, R-Type. I think that's the one that has some obnoxious... You no, know, Gra- Gradius 3 definitely had some obnoxious okay. slowdown, and, the you know, Genesis just had a, if I remember right, just a faster processor. That's right, uh, yeah, blast, blast and so, you know, I think there was a comment on our page about maybe this game should have come out on the Super Nintendo uh, to take better control of the effects but you know what i on on that note i would say well no maybe it should have come out on the sega cd come on <laughs> uh because the sega cd could do the same uh hardware based you know panning and zooming and fancy effects like that uh it's it does not detract from the game at all though it it still moves very fast and i love how dynamic the game is where you'll have sections where you're going at a normal pace and the the orchestral score will kind of change and it'll go fast. It might go into like an 80s uh, just driving J-Rock sound to it. Which the Genesis Uh, is perfect for. I mean, Perfect for. Yeah, so I mean, you got a lot of brassy sounds. Uh, Just Namco knew what they were doing uh, with the sound chip. Uh, You know, some of these companies like Namco and... and, uh, well, of course, Sega and some of their, the, the third-party companies, Sage's creation, uh, you know, really did do a good job uh, with the sound chip. So, you know, 
I think I've already said everything. <laughs> <laughs> I already said everything about the game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll let you go, though. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely are on the right track there with everything. I, I like to say um, very fluent controls. Um, oh, gosh. I'll... Did you think there was going to be more than one button to do to do things in this game? Like, I, I was like, oh, man, I've got, a sh I've got a button that shoots, and then if I hold it down, you know, I can charge it up and have a powerful shot. And you're like, okay, well, what are these other buttons? Yeah, yeah. And they do the same thing. Which I almost... It's not bad. I, I just almost hope that uh, there's one particular section in the game where there's these uh, flying riders coming up oh, behind I'm, you, and I almost wish I could have hit a button to move the option behind I'm me. I'm playing that part right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> You're playing while we're talking. Oh, I always do. It helps me remember things. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't, I don't think... Because I, I was like, I wonder if he's ever going to notice if I do that. Aaron, no, every podcast I've ever been on, I'm always playing the game while I'm doing it. <laughs> wonder i hear the tap tap yeah, yeah. tapping of the raven on the window <laughs> no I, I completely agree because um and, and there's some cool strategies you can do with that too like i'm, I'm constantly like kind of luring them to right to the right and i'll shoot over to the left real quick and they'll just kind of smash into the side of the wall i, I love how yeah, they smash into also the wall. great yeah and, and there is some uh neat little effects in this game i, I love how uh some shooters are just kind of generic this one has a personality I like how it's like Rolling Thunder, where uh, you know you, you get the portrait of the girl, and then it kind of updates throughout the stages, and it's cool that it's actually voiced. Yeah, yeah. The 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 girl trying to save Artemis, which we'll talk about the, uh, <laughs> the funny uh, mythology of this game. Uh, yeah, she actually talks, and you know it's it's early Genesis uh, speech, and so they hadn't quite gotten to like the eight megabit you know whatever uh oh. <laughs> you know the larger cartridge sizes so they really saved the memory for the, the game itself and not so much for high quality speech samples yeah <laughs> so it sounds a little garbled but, uh almost like she's underwater but uh, you can still make out what she's reminds me like the uh, i always think of sports talk baseball you always hear the here comes the pitch felt <laughs> 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 like someone's talking through their nose but yeah <laughs> But um, to kind of go over a few, I kind of forgot to finish this off, uh, some of the specs of the game. Uh, this game was composed by a gentleman or lady, I'm not really sure. I'm assuming it's a gentleman, Yoshinori Kawamoto. And uh, this particular person did the sound effects, or um, did some of the sound design for Splatterhouse, and even more recently did sound effects for Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U and 3DS, which I thought was really cool. And um, one kind of obscure note here, which this this is really cool because I loved this game when I was a kid. There was a baseball game for the Super Nintendo uh, made by Nam Namco called Super Batter Up. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, Aaron. Um, oh, no, yeah. I, I I rented that game a lot. It had uh, it was one of the it was one of the only early Super Nintendo games that have licensed players. It didn't have the licensed team, so like if you pick Chicago, it wouldn't be the White Sox. It would just you know it had Frank Thomas on it. But I love that game. And I remember, I remember the music really distinctively, and uh, I had no clue the same person, you know, was. So I thought that was kind of cool. It was one of those weird, obscure things I went and researched that I just love. Love Super Batter Up. If any uh, retro video game fans out there looking for a very simple but fun baseball game to play, go go check out Super Batter Up for Super Nintendo. Do you remember the baseball game that came out on I think Super Nintendo Genesis, and it came in this enormous box? And it was just because yes. it came with an actual bat. 
and it was a terrible game, but it came with a bat. <laughs> oh, what was that called? I, I I know exactly what you're talking about too. Oh, it was, uh... yeah, it had the kid holding a bat, and I, I can't remember. Oh my gosh! It, but I remember seeing it at the local video store. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There were some, and I told someone this once. It probably won't get anybody listens, but. I would love to do a whole podcast dedicated to retro sports games because that's that's one of my favorite genres as a kid. I don't really like the sports games nowadays. It's just kind of hard to keep up with all the craziness. But I I went out and tried to find every sport game I possibly could um, for these retro systems and just had a blast. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about with that. I just can't remember. I think I played the game. I just didn't have the big bat here. So yeah. anyways, well you're missing I guess out. So. <laughs> Take, Take off. off. <laughs> I'm always missing out. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, the the, the uh, composer had some very. There's a lot of there's actually a lot of Nintendo games um, on the resume there, so that was kind of interesting too. Um, of course, the early games were mo- mostly Namco type games, so Splatter House, and then I think they did uh, some sound effects for Splatter House Three as well. But and uh, the average price for this game, which I'm kind of questioning this information I just pulled. It's saying the cart only is going for $17, which I'm pretty sure, like I mentioned, I got all three of those carts, Shadow Blasters of this game and uh, Biohazard Battle for like $20. And they're saying the complete inbox is going for $40. Yeah, so I didn't think it was that expensive. Kind of shocked. It's actually on the cheaper side for the the really good shoot-em-ups on the Sega Genesis. So it's one of the cheaper games you can get, which is why we kind of tried to cover it on the show. So at least uh, our listeners could uh, attempt to purchase the game without breaking an arm exactly. or a leg. Yeah, there's there's one certain shooting them up we don't want to cover yet till we all you know are retired and have the money to do so. But uh, by then it might cost two thousand dollars. So the story for this game, um, like we said, it's, it's based loosely, I'm going to say loosely, around Greek, Greek mythology. It's like Kid Icarus version <laughs> of Greek mythology. But I have the manual, um, a PDF of the manual. I don't actually have the real thing in front of me. And I'm going to read this. There's a lot of really big words here, so be very patient with me. It's interesting how the manual actually re- reads. It kind of reads like the old Greek mythology class I had. So, Anyways, it says, Typhon's Revenge. As god of the sun and goddess of the moon, Apollo and Artemis were created to rule the world of light, together, forever. But now Apollo's brilliance is piteously dimmed. Even more frightening, he is stupendously angry, as only a mighty god can be. His beautiful love, Artemis, who is also his sister, (laughs) has been snatched away in a jealous rage by the beast god Typhon, ruler of darkness. Apollo swears to rescue his goddess. He vows to withstand horrors, monsters, and catastrophes, or perish. He grasps his sword of light and leaps on Pegasus, his winged charger. Up into the sky they bound. But to where? Where is Artemis? Then a voice, distinct, clear, mysterious, comes to Apollo. My love, I am in Typhon's temple. A wretched captive turned to stone. Only my heart can cry for you. Until you save me, my life has ended. You must face horrendous wretches and terrifying creatures all waiting to tear you apart. In the temples lurk evil of incredible power. But you must come. Phileos, the sword of light is here. Restore its power with your courage and save me. So, so there you go. So I, I was talking to Aaron a little bit about this before the show started. Um, my wife and I both had Greek mythology in college. Uh, she's actually a literature major, so she's probably right. I feel like I was right, but you know how that goes, you know, women and men arguing. But <laughs> Artemis, who you're saving, is actually Apollo's sister. So I was talking to her about that. I thought, that's kind of strange, you know? Why, why is he in love with his sister? But she told me it's very common. Well, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
you know, Leia. I, I think they didn't know though. You know, That's the argument. They didn't know. Okay, have true you enough? Complete side note: Have you watched that movie Fanboys? Um, I oh my not. gosh, you gotta watch it. They get in a big argument about that. It's like gross. Why would you think that was? He didn't know. It's hilarious because I I did just watch Trekkies, but uh, that's a whole nother level of. Oh gosh, yeah, that that whole movie (laughs) is about a. It's like a road trip to try to sneak into Lucas Ranch to watch, uh, um, or Skywalker Ranch to watch Episode One before it came out. But um, they they run into Trekkies and they they they, this sounds really bad, but it's not nothing nothing vulgar. They they call the Trekkies uh, Kirk loving Spock suckers. Sorry, that wasn't very family friendly, but uh, yeah, it was. I didn't say anything bad. But anyways, um, back to Greek mythology. Um, my, my wife, yeah, she she said that was common in, in Greek myths is that brothers and sisters of who were gods would actually fall in love. I don't know. I disagreed with her, but if anyone really knows that, let us know. I'm, I'm not a master of Greek mythology. I have a minor in history, but my Greek myth class, like I was telling Aaron, was a lot of read this myth and kind of kind of like a parable you know try to figure out what it means how, how can you apply it to your life blah 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 so anyways my last greek mythology anything was back in seventh grade so i'm obviously the resident expert on such things <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> ask aaron ask about aaron, greek mythology yeah. and he'll tell you absolutely nothing I, I have I have some just little tidbits of Greek mythology I I, I typed down and one of them was was really interesting. Uh, what did the ancient Greeks wear on their feet? They wore tennis Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more where that came from. Oh man, dad jokes are <laughs> they the are best. the best. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to embarrass my kids with those. Um, so yeah, we just read the story and the next little section of the show we haven't done in a long time and I'm so excited to talk about it. Uh, this is the Genesis Gems High Score Challenge, and I can't wait to insert that little uh, music segment I haven't inserted in like a year. So, <laughs> the Genesis Gems High Score Challenge. Um, so, Aaron, uh, we're gonna do our scores first, and then we'll then we'll talk about the winners of this contest. Uh, what was your high score? I think I saw it on there, and it was pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, you know what? That that was because uh, we're talking about like once you you get to the game over screen or the continue screen, right? And your score resets. Yeah. Okay, so like on on the three lives you get. Uh, oh, my high score was about forty nine thousand or fifty thousand. Uh, so not too bad. I mean, you can definitely get more than that. Oh, I read your score wrong. That's why I called you a hoser. <laughs> that screenshot you put up there? Oh, you you weren't. There was something else going on in that screenshot. Oh, I see it. Did you notice <laughs> what that spells? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was wondering if oh, someone I would didn't pick know. up on I, that. I thought your. Uh, oh, I just now got that. Well, I thought your score was seven hundred forty-one thousand, but it was seventy-four thousand. Okay, that's where I got. It. I was like, man, you you're that good. Wait, wait. Was that my it says seventy four thousand. I thought it was seven hundred forty one thousand. No, I thought you no, had six no. digits there. Oh wow! I'm sorry for calling you a hoser. Then you're still you're still no, a hoser. I, <laughs> I didn't realize my score was that high. Okay, <laughs> never mind then. That is my high score. <laughs> we'll we'll say somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, yeah. So it it didn't get much higher than that because I think after I unpaused it, I immediately okay. died a fiery death. And uh, yeah. 
I kept going to the continue screen. I, I uh, I unfortunately didn't get to take a picture of mine, but I was just a little over 170,000. 170, so. But we had some very, very high scores uh, entered into this. Um, we had four or five of them here. Um, I'm kind of kind of highlight the ones that I wrote down here. So Paul Stevenson had a very good score of 167,460. Uh, good job, Paul. Uh, Benjamin Milhem, he actually sent me some uh, instant messages back and forth, and he had 163,480. Um, Brian Bowen, I can't remember. He was going to put a new score in, but I didn't see it. So, Brian, if you did that, uh, we apologize. But he had uh, just over 100,000, um, his score. And I believe the winner, and I'm going to confirm to see if he did another one, because even if he did another one, <laughs> what he did was uh, pretty outrageous. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so Matt Daly had a score of 294,060. He basically doubled everyone else's score. So. Oh, man. I, I'm i ashamed of myself. <laughs> so, Matt, congratulations. Um, I think we've already sent you a prize before. So here's another one. Just send us your address, and um, we will give you a copy of – not a copy, the actual version. I say copy sometimes. It sounds like I'm making pirated copies, but it's – Complete, complete in box. <laughs> Sonic Generations on 3DS. They're very. Gonna, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say we're gonna send you a copy of uh, Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast <laughs> on a CDR. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna take a photo copy. But yeah, Black Magic Marker. <laughs> so congratulations again, Matt. I appreciate you, you and everyone else um, taking the time to do this. I was excited because we've been playing a lot of games that don't have high scores, so we haven't really had a good chance to do this. But uh, yeah. So on to the next section. But here's something funny. What did Poseidon say to the sea monster? What? What's cracking? Ah. <laughs> <All laughs> right. Oh yeah. So gameplay. We've already talked a little bit about gameplay, but um, just to kind of yeah. You know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about when you start the game up. You would think when you go to the options screen, that's where you would like go to a sound test, maybe uh. Do a, uh, I don't know, how many lives or, you know, that sort of thing or pick the difficulty. But no, when you go to the options screen, it is kind of a sound test for like the music during the different levels. But it's really to give you more information about the game. It's interesting. Yeah. So you have, we got like a story of each chapter and then you got the boss of each chapter. Yeah, but it doesn't give you a picture of the yeah. boss. It's like, oh, okay. It's just a wall of text. But that's all right. It's a nice little thing to throw in the game. Yeah, and it seems like um, I, th- I think I was kind of relating to this. Uh, so you what? You watch Clash of the Titans, right? Okay. Yes. Was the first? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Was the first uh, like god or, or evil person he faced? Was it Medusa? I definitely remember Medusa in that film. Just can't remember. I remember. Uh, but was it? Who, who was the main character? Was it like Percy? Well, that's what I was like. I may be thinking of the uh, Percy Jackson movies. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah, I've seen <laughs> Those are good. Yeah, I'll, seen I'll, I'll call back Jackson. that up. My wife read all those books. The movies are good. But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought, I was trying to correlate that. Like, you know, your first boss in this game is Medusa. I think it may be. Half the bosses are women in this game. Yeah. It's an equal opportunity game <laughs> as far as bosses That's go. right. That's right. Because <laughs> the siren was one of them. That, and if you count the three witches, that's, that's more in their favor. As witches, I, was, I didn't know if they were old men or witches. It was well, one or the other. 
Uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very intrigued by Greek mythology. Love the Clash of the Titan movie, the old one, and I, the one with uh, Burgess yes. Meredith. The new one wasn't bad. Yeah. Of course, it was a little over the top, but it wasn't bad. And uh, a, lot, a lot, a lot of CG. Yeah, of course. Every movie of course. now, just tons of CG. And and uh, back when the original movie came out, which I actually did see in seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> No, it didn't come out when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. You? But when I saw it, I remember the teacher actually covering up the screen <laughs> when they showed some naughty bits. Uh, oh. I think the movie was rated PG, but that was back when the PG was kind of lax. Yeah. You know, everything in that movie was... Uh, it, there was no uh, computer animated graphics, and so everything was done with Claymation, which has its own... definitely has its own charm. Yeah. I was I was planning to watch that again before the show, but I didn't get a chance to. But yeah, I love those movies. And really, if you if if you all have not seen the Percy Jackson movies, go check those out. Those are those are clever. I like the way they did those. I think uh, Uma Thurman was actually Medusa. She like ran a uh, greenhouse or something. It was you know how they're trying to make it kind of modernized with the way things are today. So it was, it was interesting. But anyways, Uma Thurman. All right. So um, we didn't really talk about the power ups either. Um. Yeah, so there are power-ups in this game. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. And uh, I know I know you've got the manual pulled up as do I. And so it's, you know, kind of like in Contra. There's these birds that kind of fly by that you have to shoot. I never thought of that. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah. I didn't put that together. In Contra, it was eagles. Yeah. And this one, it's uh, owls, I think. <laughs> They're golden owls. And so they won't hurt you. The main thing, yeah. They, did they hurt yeah, you? Yeah, if you run right into them, it'll hit you. Ah, Okay. Uh, I didn't even realize that. I'd never gotten run down by one. Uh, so if you shoot them down, usually what you'll find are options, sort of like Gradius, where it adds another shot to your collection. Uh, but like I said, you can't move where the option shoots. It's always shooting forward. It's, this is a vertical shooter, so it's shooting up. Uh, and so the other main power-up you're going to find is the speed-up power-up. Usually you find them in groups of groups of two. Uh, and then you've got the beam shot, which is very yes, handy. Yes, love that one. Uh, and it's a very limited time use, but uh, it it gives you like a rapid fire shot. But it's like kind of got a wide arc, and you don't have to charge it at all, which is great. There's no charging on that weapon. Uh, and then there's a homing weapon, and uh, this game kind of have has its power-ups really spread out to where you'll never have that problem of oh man i you know i got this power up and i wanted that one pretty much it gives you like one power up per level yeah and it's wouldn't you say one or two power ups max it seems like especially on the uh oh was it the third level like the power up itself kind of goes along with the stage um, i'm thinking of the angle power up on the i think at the yeah the across yeah power across up, okay where it's like it, it shoots at enemies they're kind of hanging yeah, on the walls yeah. as you're going inside the underground temple yeah or going there and uh it's really handy what's not handy is if you die and you have to restart on that level and you don't have it and it's a real huge pain. yeah especially when you when you die uh, and lose all your speed ups too it's like oh i couldn't go any slower could i <laughs> no you really can't. It, it was kind of like when we talked about Shadow Blasters. It's like, oh, I can't have enough speed up power-ups. Right. Though in this game, it's like when you have too many speed up 
power-ups, it's like yeah, your your dude's on capping and he's zipping around the screen and it's like slow down because you're going to run into something. Yeah. And, and one of the cool things about the, the charge ability, um, you kind of have to learn your, your enemies because the charge ability is yes. uh, it, it's real helpful most of the time when you're shooting at things that take more than one or two shots. But um, some of the enemies, like I'm thinking of those like little green birds that kind of fly in a little... Uh, the loop pattern on on the stage where you're getting attacked from behind that I'm playing right now, uh, you can shoot those in one shot, so you can kind of just smash your button. But um, you definitely develop a strategy with the with the the burst. What do they call that? Is there a name for that on this game? Uh, with the charge yeah. shot. The Is it the charge shot? Or whatever. You're, when you're when you're flaming yeah, sword. That's I, I what would I call say it. Say it's a it's a combat meter. Yeah. There you go. So like there. It's it's a energy. It says energy of sword. Yeah, energy sword or something like that. Well, I guess it is a sword. Yeah. So there's there's times when I would use that, and then like when you're fighting the siren, the, one of the bosses. I didn't use it at all because it's it's like throwing those fe- feathers at you, and you can take those out in one shot. But they're coming all the time, so I just sit there and hammer on my on my attack button without using the charge at all, and that seemed to do it did, did well for me anyways. But it's kind of neat how you can take a strategy of of the charge versus the actual button mashing of the attack. You, you really do need it to. There's points where you want to get bonus points. Uh, and I, I love in this game that you actually get, depending on if you're if you're doing the novice mode, you only get to play the first four levels. If you do the advanced mode, the game's a little harder, but you get to play all seven. Um, and then I think it's 20,000 points on novice, you get an extra life. 50,000 points on advanced, you get an extra life. Uh, this game's actually kind of forgiving, though, because you notice you start with four bars of health uh, whenever you start the game, or whenever you restart after dying. Now, do you, do you actually uh, get the four bars? Because it only when every time I started up, it, well, it looks no, like the three. It's three bars, yeah. right? Is it three there's bars? A, there's oh, oh, well, that's lying. The manual is saying despite display. Let's see your energy bars. Displays how much energy you have left in your current life. You start each life with four full bars. Liars. Yeah, no. Uh, your energy ebbs away as you take hits and collide with enemies in combat. Yeah, it is three. I bars. mean, there's, there's. I guess you have to get a fourth okay. bar. Somehow. That's what I thought. That was that was gonna be my ask, Aaron, question because I was like, there's, no, <laughs> there's four slots, right. but there's only three of them lit up. Because you, you're absolutely. Because in my right, video, my man. video, I said that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. No, it is kind of mean, but and there are some super tricky sections of this game, and until you learn the patterns, yeah. uh, there's one part where you're in an, like an aerial fortress almost, and those uh, the Griffin guys, uh, there's these soldiers on the backs of these creatures, and uh, is it a Griffin? I can't remember I the name so, of the guy, but it's... like the game gives you some text, yeah. and it's like, oh no, you know the enemy's going to come up. Bef- up from behind so it means you got to go up and the the screen's scrolling really fast and music's really pumping and uh you know you've got to kind of dodge out of the way of some walls coming to crash into your face and uh they're coming up from behind that's that's when the game gets really hectic because three of these guys will come up and uh you know you you kind of gotta get out of the way or get them to knock into the wall kill them which i think we mentioned earlier. yeah and it seems like the game doesn't recycle a lot of the enemies each stage kind of had its own its own enemies yeah. and its own strategies. Yeah, and their own patterns. Yeah. You know, some some enemies had similar patterns where it was like the flaming skull that would fly around and you had to kind of dodge in a circle. Yeah, those things were annoying. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I like the variety of enemies. I like... Uh, it, this isn't a space shooter. This is definitely uh, a, a different breed, I would say. It kind of does remind me of um, stuff like Xevious or Dragon Spirit or something like that. 
where there's ground and air enemies. But what makes this game unique is that they really simplified things by not making you have a button to just hit enemies on the ground. Like, you can just take them out with your normal shot anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool when, like, you get a, uh, a line of soldiers uh, or orcs or something, and they're kind of marching through uh, a cave out towards you. And if you knock out all of them at once, you get, like, a bonus 150 points. Or if there's, like, a, a line of uh, soldiers marching across, uh, marching across, like, a, a platform... What's funny is you don't actually blow them up. You knock them off the platform. So there's kind of a depth thing going on uh, in in just varied level design. It's not quite as varied as, say, like a a life force game where you've got vertical and horizontal stages uh, or something like that. It's all a vertical shooter, and it's a, a bit more impressive in the arcades. But for 1990 on the Sega Genesis, you really couldn't do too much better than this yeah game. and and each level had its own charm had its own kind of i don't know it, the, the the landscape itself just it really it really made it varied but um i was going to mention i said this in the video when you mentioned like some of the enemies on the ground some are flying i had no clue like especially the skeletons that you could fly over them and not get hit so i was constantly like avoiding them and trying to shoot, shoot. You, i didn't know you could do yeah, that it was, it's, i did it on accident one time and i thought oh gosh so if you watch the uh, sneak peek video i actually talk about that and i actually showed where you could fly over it which i thought was kind of neat I'd, so you mean you can fly through yeah you can it? fly right through the skeletons the ones that throw the uh axes at you yeah, so, so it's that. like you're flying over him. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of strange. I was trying to dodge exactly. him because that's one of the most painful. Yep. <laughs> that's where I kept dying. On novice, I could beat it, but when I was playing advanced, which we didn't even mention that the people getting high scores were they doing that on novice or advanced mode? Uh, I think I caught the f- first one I did. Um, yeah, well, on the original challenge, I had to read it. I said do it, do it on novice. So, okay. yeah, because. Yeah, because I think I did better on novice, uh, just because it was a little easier. But yeah, that one part where it's like these uh, guys throwing axes at you, and uh, you're fighting this uh, griffin creature, this witch. Yeah, the siren. And, yeah. Oh yes, I'm sorry, the siren that turns into a flying creature, and is, you know, what's up with enemies in games like bird creatures <laughs> shedding on you, and only in video games can feathers hurt you. Yeah, it's literally throwing feathers at you that kill or like you. A like Mega Man Two, when you fight Woodman, leaves are going to hurt you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, just rake them up, dude. <laughs> no, I get you. That, that was the stage I was talking about where um, I didn't use the burst at all because those feathers would actually go away with just one shot, and I was just butt mashing to my heart's content on that stage. <laughs> I, I will admit it. I was using the turbo functionality. Oh. On, on, <laughs> On your okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> part of that, no, it's because I didn't have as much time to play this game as I would have liked. Um, that my roommate's like, "What's that sound?" It's just you know me hitting the button. Uh, no, I I did a uh, turbo. I admit it, but like uh, I played Silver Surfer, and let me tell you how much more comfortable it is to play <laughs> Leos compared to that game, because everything kills you in that game. The, the enemy patterns are erratic. Uh, the screen wants to kill you. If you run into anything on the screen, it, you will die. You will fall off your board and die. And thankfully in this game, which is kind of similar in that you're a human riding on a creature uh, in this case, you know, and you've got a large character sprite. Um, 
I would say large compared to like some other shooter games. Yeah. You know, sometimes it can be hard to dodge things and, and figure out where like your actual your actual hitboxes in this game. But I think it's just around your character. Like if you if something touches your lance, you don't die, or your sword. Okay. I, I, uh, and, and you can run into objects and not die in this game. It's just enemies that kill you. Yeah, and, and you're right about uh, the size of the sprite because I was playing a little bit of Lightning Force, like I mentioned, and um, it's the the ship on that's much smaller. And um, and it, it, really, the game's pacing I think is a lot better on Philia's because man, Lightning Force is just nuts. It's just like how fast can you make everything no, go? It's it's like not. oh man, but I, this one has like little breaks. And yeah, then the- yeah. The, the, the little bit of, um, I'll call it fan service in between levels is what I would call it. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. Uh, there was, I think I was reading like Wikipedia, they're saying the reason why Philios didn't come out in the US arcades was oh, yeah. objections to, you know, having a woman tied up and in suggested suggestive poses but it's like then how did it end up on the sega genesis well, I, I heard they t- where even more of her cleavage is showing I don't <laughs> did, know. did they tone it down at all from the arcade to the genesis? no like they made it they made it more obvious <laughs> like they i think they toned down like one part where it looked like she was naked um but most of like the genesis screens really make it look like there's more to see basically okay. That's how I would put it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mentioned on the video, my wife was throwing her eyes, but uh, every time we'd be at a stage, my three-year-old, he just likes watching me play games, and he'd point and he goes, who, who that? Who that? And I said, oh, no, it's some babe. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it is some babe. <laughs> I was doing the whole, like, uh, he was in my head, you know, an imitation. <laughs> my wife's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> but, yeah. So. She's like, that was almost as bad as your Greek theology joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what, what do you call a musician petrified by Medusa? Oh no, I don't want to know. A rock star. Uh, anyways. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's it. I, I only had. I only oh, had four. Man. I, are, is this a, a sign of things to come for our uh, our achievements? Uh, you know, not as bad. Um, I just I heard a lot of people talk about how they liked our my Flyers jokes when we did NHL '94. So I'm trying. I'm trying my best to come up with some. Uh, you know, well, not not come up. Uh, you know, find some cheesy jokes to go along with our games. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, there, there's some people at work who like hearing my dad jokes. I'm I'm constantly telling jokes like that at work. <laughs> but anyways, um, good times. Yeah, I, I I thought the bosses were pretty fairly to beat, uh, easy, fairly easy, especially on novice. I didn't have any problems at all with any of the bosses. I don't know how you felt about. It. I beat the game pretty easily. Now I did have to take some continues, especially on the stage we mentioned with uh, the Griffins coming from behind you. I probably died more there than any part of the game. Uh, yeah, I I made it to, I'll, I'll be honest, I made it to like chapter five, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, what I kept dying on was the, uh, the siren a lot. Dying on the siren because what the siren would do is... Uh, shoot out the the feathers of course and then like this uh energy beam would come homing towards you and so you'd have to dodge real quick and then you had those guys on the ground that i didn't know <laughs> that you could run into them and that they're throwing axes at you i didn't know you could run into them and so i'm sitting there trying to dodge everything and uh it just didn't work I'm out i'm just glad i'm not the only one who didn't know that i felt so stupid after i flew right over and i was like oh wow you can do that i had no clue so so maybe other people out here are just now realizing this. <laughs> Let's look at the hints real quick to this game. Oh, yeah, hints. yeah, yeah. Learn which obstacles to avoid and which ones you can fly past safely. Yep. 
Well, there you go. That would help. <laughs> the golden owls are servants of the friendly gods, as opposed to the unfriendly gods. Shoot as many as you can to get the gifts they carry. These gifts will help you succeed. Discover the weak points of the master monsters at the end of each chapter. Then focus your attack where they're most vulnerable. This is definitely true. In Chapter 7, find the seven fragments of Phelios to restore the Shattered Sword. A letter is written on each fragment. When you gather them all, they spell Phelios. That is handy. Uh, oh, and here's one more hint. Actually, two hints. But this is handling the Sega Genesis cartridge. <laughs> Are you ready? Three. The Sega Genesis cartridge is intended exclusively for the Sega Genesis system. So don't stick this in your Super Nintendo, kids. Uh, do not bend, crush, or submerge in liquids. Oh, no. No, do not leave in direct sunlight or near a radiator or other source of heat. You mean you never tried to put your Sega Genesis game on a radiator? Are you kidding me? Do not place directly in microwave. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is it the manual you look you're looking at? Uh, if you go back to like the second page, does it have some like it has like a password, like a, like or a cheat code? Yeah, like yeah, because yeah. I think there's a there is a cheat code in this game. Speaking of which, CABA. Yep. Yep, C-A-B-A, C-A-B-A at the credit screen. We'll give you nine credits. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> no cheating. That's cool. No cheating. I used save states when I played on Advance trying to get through the game. <laughs> uh, I didn't use any. No, yeah. I didn't use now any save I, states. I, when, I be, when I beat it on Novice, I actually played the actual cartridge. So there was no cheating there. But I was just trying to, to get the full scope of the game. I'm like, ah, I got to play all this. So. But anyways... Well, you're a better man. Than yeah, I. yeah. I didn't make it that far. <laughs> but it's 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 one of those games, and we'll, we'll get to the end, you know, later on. I, I love games that you can just pop in and play like this. You, know, you don't have to worry about. I mean, there is story here, but I honestly didn't read the story until the past few weeks. You know, prepping for the show, I knew I knew it was loosely based around Greek mythology, but I just I even like the part after the uh, you beat the boss and Typhon comes on the screen that says like a. Uh, Press button to skip story. It said something like that. You remember yeah, that? yeah. You can press button to go faster. Yeah, or yeah. Or, or, or if you're in a hurry, basically. Yeah, which I usually am. If you're in a hurry, press the button. Because to me, I'm like, you know, I'm playing to shoot them up. There really isn't much of a story. I just want to shoot stuff and dodge bullets. This definitely has a little bit more of a story than most shooters yeah. do. Because there's like a whole wall of text at the beginning, and then there's, you know, a little, a little bit of voice acting, which is cool. Yeah. You know, not a lot of Sega Genesis games where characters in the game are actually voiced. So, yeah. pretty nice touch. And and most games like this, there's not a lot of... A lot of people complain about, you know, cheap deaths and, you know, not cheap parts of the game. I, I feel, especially this one, I felt like it was mostly fair. When I when I died, I knew why I died. Now, I wasn't... A few of the areas, like, getting chased from behind on those griffins, that kind of got on my nerves. But once I figured it out, I was I was doing pretty good at it. But to me, that's just pure gameplay. It's it's the kind of gameplay you can't get on in modern days with with bugginess and all this other crap. So I really enjoy playing shoot 'em ups. And yeah, I'm a big Contra fan. So like the playing Contra on Nintendo to me is just like the perfect game. Every every part of that game is just so pure. And I know why I died. I know where I'm gonna get hit. Things like that. So I, I love playing games where you can learn. I play that game two player and see how we do. Oh. <laughs> I haven't played two player on that for a long time. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it too, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. We have to do that. Am I still on my power up? So I might get mad. <laughs> you might get mad, but I can. I bet you I'll, I'll beat the whole game without a single power. <sighs> I've never tried that. I have a few. Every, every time I, I do my next go on Contra, I have a new one. So like a couple years ago, I beat it without 
the 30 lives code. And then last year I beat it without taking a continue. So I guess the new goals it'll be beat it without dying and then maybe and then blindfolded, blindfolded. <laughs> yeah one hand behind my back <laughs> beat it without using any power ups that that's the next one so but yeah anyways Contra that's not there's some Contra games we can play on Sega that one's hard oh yeah, gosh that one's hard Contra hardcore yeah. yeah it definitely is hard I've I've played that many times and don't do too well at it but anyways um yeah we forget anything here I'm looking through my notes uh you know what I. We didn't talk about the later level so much. Well, I, I obviously <laughs> didn't get to them. I, I watched a video of someone else getting to them and beating them. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the end bosses? And like facing uh, like the ice boss and facing off against Typhon at the very end. Kind of reminds me of Darth Vader a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about that. Um, I saw your little picture there, which I thought was very clever. Um I honestly. Oh yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. I'll mention that. I, I, I just was gonna say I, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with the other levels because all my time leading up to this game, I was just kind of focusing on the novice levels. So I, I very briefly played some of the other ones and ma- mainly watched videos. But um, yeah, I was kind of with you on the Darth Vader comment. That was funny. Yeah. So and the other comment I had was I in that particular run through, uh, I got to the boss. I finally defeated the boss, but just as I fired the last shot, I died. <laughs> but the game kept going, and so it moved to the, you know, the the TV screen section, as I, as I call it. <laughs> uh, so it moved to the TV screen section, and you know, guess what? Uh, it it was just Pegasus. There, no one was on the horse. <laughs> He's the true hero. He's the true hero of this game, and I was like, oh wow, am I going to get to play the rest of the game? It's just Pegasus. That would be amazing. But no, uh, Apollo reappeared on top of Pegasus <laughs> with full health, actually, on the next level, which is great. <laughs> it's too bad they didn't have a little mini game in God of War where you played, you know, on a flying horse shooting stuff. Well, it made me think of uh, the Disney Hercules movie, <laughs> where I think Pegasus is a is a character uh, in that. Film. I never watched that. I only. The only thing I have ever had to do with Hercules on Disney was playing Kingdom Hearts. So, oh wow! Yeah, okay. I never watched that movie. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie. It was it's definitely got that later Disney feel to it, where it's like they were in the last days of doing the hand animated, oh, okay. like like drawings, Aladdin, Lion King. That, yeah, oh. and it, and it wasn't as good as those movies. Uh, you could tell where they were trying a bit too hard in some parts of it, but it's still it, it's a comedy more than anything. Okay, it's a, it's a funny movie though. That's cool. We we try to watch as many Disney movies with our kids as we can, but it's mainly Aladdin and Lion King. That's why I said those two. Hey, both of those are good games, honestly. Yeah, they're hard games. Definitely not a. <laughs> I, Definitely not kid games. No, not at all. Especially Lion King. I can't hardly get anywhere on that game, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just can't wait to be king all right um so yeah I, I i definitely enjoyed the music we didn't talk a lot about it i more more or less talked about um the guy who did the music but i loved like the intro music that just like this the fanfare yeah, type stuff. Just, yeah yeah and that's really cool because it's like it, it gets you pumped for yeah the game. exactly you get excited and it kind of reminds me of like if you're playing strider yeah, uh, you know, uh, on on Sega or in the arcade, and you've got that fanfare to kind of pump you up, and uh, and then the music's just it, it it's fantastic. It's not super duper catchy, 
like a lightning force game or you know but it's supposed to be kind of mood setting you know it's supposed to be more cinematic yeah and and it it does a really good job and i think my biggest complaint is the fact that i I could because a lot of times on games like this especially when you're holding your your charge up i wish i could have like adjusted the levels of the volume, like pulled back the sound effects a little bit and up the music some, because some of the stages, like all I heard were explosions and my my weapon going off, and I, I'm hearing just a little bit of music in the background. I don't know, maybe it was where I was playing it, but I kind of wish I could have pulled back the sound effects a little bit and pushed the music up, but that's small complaint in the scheme of things. True. Yeah, I mean, that's why you gotta have that stereo sound and you know plug in your headphones. Yeah, I know. I was I was cra- I was cranking it on some flat screen TV. We plugged the other one into. I did play the headphones um, right out of the Genesis there uh, a couple of days ago, and it, it was pretty good. It seemed to be a little better. But yeah, I, I like messing around with the levels. I'm constantly doing that on any game I play. If I can pull them back and yeah, pull the sound pull the sound effects back I, and put funny enough i was just doing that on mass effect because that game has some great music yeah, some very <laughs> moody ambient stuff and then the sound effects are like when you're driving on the planets and you hear the the, the mako and it's just so loud and just like <laughs> and it's just like oh shut up for the love of pete it, and you just turn the volume all the way down so you don't have to hear it it's so funny because you were complaining about the mako we were talking about that the other day on on instant messenger and i actually heard a podcast complaining about the same thing they were talking about mass effect and you know kind of hoping that bioware will do a re-release of it on the current gens and <laughs> everyone kept saying they won't they, yeah. i mean they already yeah that's a different story for yeah. another podcast but they already re-released it on ps3 and absolutely did nothing to change exactly it. and so there everyone's complaints were um, if you could fix the you know the combat to be more like two or three and then get rid of the mako it'd be a perfect game <laughs> so yeah oh man <laughs> with Philios. yeah, yeah. Philios. Okay, I can make a connection between the two because, uh, you know what? I was just playing that game and Cerebus comes up. You have to fight the three-headed dog. Yeah. And which is funny because Cerebus is the name of like a shadow government, basically. So there's the Alliance government and then like almost like CIA, but they're like even more black ops. And so they're called Cerebus. (laughs) That's right. It's a good connection. Like, See, I can't connect two things that are totally unrelated. Yeah, what's what's that game you you play the something degrees of separation? Oh yeah, the six degrees six, of Kevin okay. Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was always a fun game to play. But so, music, sound, we did that. We did gameplay. Anything else I'm missing here, Aaron? We already covered the weapons. Weapons. We talked about uh, the level design, and uh, we kind of. We didn't break down all the levels individually, but I don't think you really have to. Uh, there's nothing drastically different between each level. Nah. Uh, just different enemy patterns and things you kind of have to practice to get better at. Uh, just just a really solid game. I think the last thing we have to do is kind of uh, give the game a rating um, and also talk about our achievements. All right. Well, that sounds like a perfect segue to Retrofitted Achievements. The Channel Christians Retrofitted Achievements. Alright, so I have one, two, three, four, five, which is much better than last time. Nice. I have four. Ooh. And if Rob were here, he'd be like, I have 37. <laughs> and he would steal the show. <laughs> I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to mention why that number's significant. Anyways, 
I'm not sure. <laughs> I just pulled it up. Did you ever see the movie Clerks? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Then now you get it. I just got to take that mental picture out of your mind. Yeah, it's gone. And let's return to family friendly podcast land. Okay, great. We're back. I wonder, I wonder if that was like in the back of my head somehow. Just, just randomly <laughs> from that movie. Oh, gosh. All right. So you want to go first with these achievements? Sure. I'll go All first. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Number one. Uh, I had two different titles for this. One was a uh, burn through the witches. Uh, <laughs> the other one was a uh, witches get stitches. So I kind of couldn't decide. And so that's defeat the the Grary sisters, which are the three blind witches. We're, we we had some thread going on with with Rob Zombie, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Oh. Like all the games where Rob Zombie music <laughs> appears, including games that's like you know it's all J-pop and like all this other stuff and like. Right in the middle of it's a Rob Zombie song. It's like what? <laughs> Which was uh, Jet Grind Radio. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like he he was just the master of music licensing. Oh, know, got his song in everything around the late nineties, like the whole and early the whole twist the whole twist of the metal game that I shared the picture of was like <laughs> the Rob Zombie game in my opinion. Pretty much, yeah. Or Sled Storm, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. Uh. Oh, I think my second one was uh, Let It Go, uh, which is defeat uh, Skilla, the Ice World Queen. <laughs> so Let It Go, you know. Yeah, Frozen. <laughs> let It Go. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, three, uh, this is this one was just so dumb. Uh, who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> and that's uh, defeat the, the Cerebus boss, three-headed boss uh and four is uh i find your lack of faith disturbing <laughs> just defeat typhon nice <laughs> oh and i have i have one more because uh isn't it that you like when you uh, this is the bonus one but like the final level don't you have to like collect the letters that spell felios yes yes okay so i think for my final one it's gonna be Hooked on phonics worked for me. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, collect all the letters to spell Felios. <laughs> all right. Uh, my, mine are probably, uh, I, I got some funny ones here that. Uh, you have some dad jokes for us, don't you? Just one. Actually, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's probably not too family friendly when you think about it, but it, it won't be too bad. Uh, my first one is inbred victory, and that's to save Artemis and, you know, fall in love. Uh, <laughs> The next one is, uh, you know, inspired by Rob Luther type achievements. This is a save a horse, ride a cowboy. And that's uh, falling off Pegasus three times because you know, you're saving a horse there. Um, <laughs> this, one's, oh, nice. this one's bad. Uh, Philios, I hardly know her, uh, beat the first level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is this is going to be fun. Uh, this next one is the Josh Witt achievement. And this is dying in the first three seconds of the game because Josh didn't show up. And my last achievement is the Rob Luther achievement, and this is called uh, "Don't even be playing the game" because he didn't show up either. So <laughs> there you go, Rob and Josh. Every time you all it's don't. Like if you if you notice that uh, Rob didn't talk about the game at all, it's probably because he's not going to show up on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Now we love you guys. Yeah, I I, I had to rank their uh, their excuses. So um, since since Josh's excuse was a little bit better than Rob's, um, I at least had Josh playing the game. Rob just didn't play the game at all. So. <laughs> Every time they don't show up, I'm gonna rank their excuses. So there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. As long as it's not an episode where Rob picked the game, 
It's okay. I, yeah, you know, it, it was real funny because on the latest episode of the Retro Junkies uh, winging it, they're doing, Landon was giving him a hard time about Crystal's ponytail. Because <laughs> that was one he picked and he was not on the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was the most cruel thing you could do to somebody. So cruel. But, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding, guys. I hope you know that. I know Rob sent me a message about not being here. He's like, are you, are you mad? I'm like, I'm not mad. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me mad. It definitely won't be a podcast. But um, anyways. All right. So let's go on to the next section of this podcast. Is this a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? And uh, this game did get pretty good uh, critical reception. Um, if, if you're basing it on like the you know, North America grading system of grade schools. Uh, you got a C. It's 74 out of 100. I don't know how you would do that <laughs> for anything else. I, that seems a little low to me, actually. Yeah. Um, surprising. Yeah. It, I, I don't know, because I, I feel like when you think of shoot 'em ups and maybe I'm just kind of behind the times, but I, I didn't feel like... To me, this one kind of went under the radar a lot. Um, one notable review, though, I, I like reading the reviews from EGM. I, I was a big fan of EGM magazine, but uh, the... Uh, Wrap up of it was one of the bet one of the better vertical shooters out for the Genesis. Philios has a very good gameplay filled with lots of shooting action. Although it isn't original in concept, it's both challenging and well executed throughout. Which it, although it's not original in concept, I thought that was kind of strange. To me, it was an original concept. Yeah, for a shoot, well, shoot I mean, up. there was also like Legendary Wings, wasn't there? Uh, wasn't that a Capcom game? I think Did you're that right. borrow from Greek mythology? I, I can't remember. I think you may be right on that. Which you know, but the concept of using Greek mythology in a video game was nothing new. Yeah, and I hate I hate going backwards in this podcast, but um, I, want, I was going to ask you a question and see what you thought. Do you prefer a vertical shoot 'em up or a horizontal shoot 'em up, or do you? I, oh, this is going to sound dirty. I was going to say I go both ways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I honestly I. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, I do though, and I think it's, it's one of my favorite games is Life Force, where it's like I didn't have to choose. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like games where I, I kind of get a mix of of both. Uh, but what, what other game? There's another game I'm thinking of too that did both. Didn't Axelay do that? Which one? Axelay on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I'm trying to think what Maybe. else did it. Uh, but yeah, I know Life Force definitely did it. Silver Surfer for sure did it. Oh, that's uh, what I was thinking of. Silver Surfer, yeah. Yeah, Silver Surfer did it, and and there's been uh, a whole bunch more that that do it that I can't think of. But okay. yeah, you know what? Like when it comes to like single screen shoot 'em ups, like the original old school like Space Invaders, Galaga. Yeah. Oh yeah, like those are all you know the original shoot 'em ups were vertical, but uh. I don't know. I I still don't have a preference. I I like both. Yeah, I mean I I, I do. I love both, but I, I think I do prefer the the vertical. Like you mentioned, Galaga. I'm a huge Galaga fan. I'm not good at it, yeah. but I love that game. And of course, I mentioned River Raid, uh, 1942. Uh, you know, Capcom Nintendo game. Love that game. So, um, I guess I guess I would prefer vertical a little bit more over horizontal. But there are, like I said, Gradius and and R Type. Love those games too. So. I, it's not that I don't like them. I think I just prefer vertical a little bit more. I don't know. But anyways, I, I, I meant to ask you that question. I completely forgot. So uh, No, it's a good question. I mean, like, I love Silphied on the Sega CD, and that's another vertical shoot 'em up so. Yeah, and... Um, and, uh, like, Robo Elasti. Yeah, so... Yeah, and there's a, there was a really good 
that vertical shoot 'em up game on GameCube, maybe? Was it I- how you pronounce it? I- Ikaruga. Ikaruga, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah love that game. Love Great that game. game. Played that in the arcade also. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we did ask the question to you listeners, you know, do you think this is a gem? Is it just good or is it garbage? Um the polls came in pretty lopsided. There was no garbage and Jim it was pretty much like 80-20 on here. Yeah, 80% gem, 20% just good. So the listeners definitely thought this game was a gem. I'm going to read through some of these comments real quick. Um, Mark Super, he says, it's a solid game, not a gem, but definitely enjoyable. And our friend Paul Stevenson said, one of my favorite shooters for this system. Any any kind of game loosely based on mythology always strikes a chord with me, and this one delivers. Uh, Brian Bowen says, gem for me. Love the setting, love the graphics. Music is good, too. Gets tough as nails, but I love the gameplay. Charging your shots and making multiple kills at once is very satisfying. Uh, Jesse Orta says, The only shooter I ever beat on the Genesis. Uh, Matt Daly, who, congratulations again, Matt, you won our high score contest, says, A gem, great graphics, cool mythology theme, and the difficulty is just right. Uh, Benjamin Murphy says, Vertical shooters are my favorite genre. Here you get to do that while riding on the back of Pegasus, rescuing your goddess. It's a gem. Um, Michael Kelso said something, and I can actually click a button here that says C translation. (laughs) And the translation was the same. It's basically, it's a picture of a guy, and these are like Japanese ASCII emojis, basically. (laughs) And so it's a picture of a guy giving a shrug. And so I responded by giving a picture of a guy doing a table flip. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and I try. I tried to do a picture of a guy smoking a pipe like I used to on AOL Instant Messenger, but it didn't work. It didn't work out, so I deleted it. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Freddie Vlad. So Michael, another worthless comment. We appreciate that. Not uh, Freddie Velasquez says Jim all the way. And the uh, last comment actually came 22 hours ago from Josh Diekman. He says it's a quality shooter with interesting aesthetics. But some occasionally cheap deaths and slightly uneven gameplay keep it from being a gem. It's just good. Um, so I think we've kind of already gushed on this game enough. Um, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a gem for me, and maybe it's because we haven't done a shoot 'em up <laughs> on this show yet. But I mean, as a first episode for a shoot 'em up game, this is a, a good solid game to start out with. Yeah, and I would absolutely like. I I have this in my collection. I'm not getting rid of it. And if someone asked me, like, what shoot 'em ups would would you get for the Genesis? Uh, I would absolutely put this on on top two or two or three of my list. So it's definitely a gem. Um, you know, for pros and cons, I don't have a lot of cons. I mentioned the music part. Um, I mean, really, I, I can't think of anything really bad about the game. Uh, I, I kind of wish you could replenish your health a little bit more, but that's just me yeah, being a baby. There, <laughs> yeah, no, I wish there were more opportunities. I think after each level, uh, you restore like a bar of health. Um, but you don't really get power ups to do that so much that I recall. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I constantly wanted to like every time I'd get hit in the first level, I'd reset my game because I knew yes. I could, I knew I could get through that first level without getting I hit. I can do better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was the same way. Uh, cons for me, like I've already said, all the pros, the music, the gameplay, uh, even the graphics are pretty varied. You know, they're not the most spectacular graphics on the Genesis, but everything's pretty colorful. Uh, it's not you know grungy and dirty looking it's it's all uh i wouldn't say pastel but it's it's bright and colorful i would say uh the only cons i really have because the the gameplay is pretty solid are cheap deaths of course uh the feeling like uh sometimes that your basic shot just isn't powerful enough to do much of anything unless you charge it up like you know, uh, even when you're doing rapid fire, 
your 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 pew pew shots are just <laughs> not cutting it on anything but the most like simple of enemies. That. Yeah, pew pew your pew pews. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they only work on like the like the uh, you know cannon fodder. I would call them the, the little dudes that, that rush out. I call them or the Galaga enemies. They're yeah, just yeah. doing a little pattern and you just blast them all. <laughs> pew pew. Uh, the pew pews. Yeah. And so that that could be a problem. Uh, the only other th problem I had was uh, the scratchiness of the samples. I thought it was really cool that you got to hear voice acting. Uh, that they totally they they got some lady to redub the the voice acting into English because if you play the Japanese version, the voice acting is in Japanese. So it's cool that they got someone to do that. Um, and put it in a 1990 Sega Genesis game. So a little forward thinking there. Pretty cool. Uh, you know, it wasn't on the level of like Tommy Tallarico where like he would make songs full of samples. But uh, it was pretty neat. And, and same thing that you were talking about where it's like the, the balance could have been a little better. Or, you know, you kind of wish you had the option to uh, balance that out a little better. But... Um, Overall, it's it's a solid shoot 'em up game, and uh, you know you you could do a lot lot worse as far as games of that type on this system. Absolutely. So that's definitely a gem, right? It's definitely a gem from us. All right, we'll lay the gavel down, close the books on this one. Philios is a gem, a Genesis gem. All right. Well, awesome. I think that went pretty well. I don't have any more cheesy jokes to end on. You got any cheesy jokes? Is that just gonna be my thing? Uh, what sound does an onion bomb make? I don't know. Bloom! <laughs> and there's my cheesy joke of the evening. It wasn't Greek mythology related, but it's, it's all my own creation. But my my go-to one. I've probably said it on this show before, so, uh, you know, sorry listeners if you heard this, but there's not even, the, it's, it's pretty much just a punchline. Here it is. A magician is drowning down the road and turned into his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of. It's funny because when you when you tell when you tell someone that joke, you just kind of look at him like I kind of turn my head and just make this stupid little face I do. You like that? <laughs> like ear and yeah. headlights look. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, a guy a guy walked into a bar. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I stop now. I'll, I'll bring more of that. If, if you guys are annoyed with those jokes, just let me know, because then I'll just give you more. Anyways, the, <laughs> this has been Genesis Gems, uh, episode 35. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Um, I don't, I don't want to get all sentimental, but we really appreciate all the listeners. Uh, Aaron, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I think we've, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed us uh, hanging out, doing this thing. It's been a blast. So, we've had a good run. I'll uh, see I, you I never. I'll see you never. <laughs> yeah, uh, with that said, I'm going to kick you off the... No, I'm teasing. But <laughs> if you want to connect with us, uh, please check out our website, genesisgemspodcast.com. Uh, look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on our inactive Twitter. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. We are going to fix that. At Gen Gems. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review. We are on Stitcher, and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. I snailed it that time. Um, yeah, I was, I was telling my wife about the, the snailed it. I said, uh, yeah, there's a couple of reviews on iTunes where it says snailed it. And it's kind yeah. of funny. We kind of coined our own term, and people are using it. That, that makes me realize I'm not a huge dork. I'm just a little bit of a dork. But um, 
go and check uh speaking of the retro junkies network go check out retro obscura i'm gonna do this for aaron because sometimes it's uh, I'm, I feel the same way. I don't. I don't like to like post to plug my podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then so, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll plug yours. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. Aaron and Paul and uh, Adam do the Retro Obscure podcast. Very good podcast. They talk about games that you know, kind of the the title implies it. They're obscure games. Um, always deliver quality. I love the music in, in the show. The intro, I believe you did with uh, J Red. Is that right? Or Dr- yeah, Dread, with Dread. So. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Dread. Yeah, love, love Sega that. Genesis music all the way. It's so good. Such a good tune. Like, I, you all wrote a great melody. You know, there's great uh, percussion in that song. So um, even if you just want to hear some good music, check out the intro. But, uh, yeah, they, they always bring quality. And um, I'm still trying to figure out what they do on their breaks. They always take a break. And Oh, yeah, we take a break and yeah. we play ping pong. I, I just kind of wonder, you know, you know I, don't, I don't know if there's some kind of thing there, but go check that. Go check his show out. Um, of course, you know, Rob and Josh have their show, Turtle Flakes. Go check that out. Check out Rob and Landon's show. The, you know, the show that kind of brought us all together, which is the Retro Junkie Super Show. Exactly. Um, love those guys. You know, couldn't speak any better about them. You know, uh, just fantastic guys. So go support them. And um, yeah, I'm I'm on some other shows. Michael yeah, Kelso. Yeah, let's I, talk about yeah you and Michael Kelso on uh, Metroidvania Mayhem. And we're trying to make a comeback, so it's been a little crazy, but yeah. <laughs> no, and then it, it's a fun show. That's one of my favorite genres, and I can literally only count like two games on the Sega Genesis that might even barely apply. So <laughs> I do, I do. It, but it, it, it's a it's a fun show. You guys should check out. They they cover classic and more modern. Uh, games of that ilk so if you like that genre you like castlevania games you like metroid games you like other games that are in that style definitely check out that show and and hopefully uh the 90s entertainment show will make a comeback at some oh, point that talk- was a fun show yeah we talk about it you know ryan's a local friend of mine one of my best friends in the world and we uh we just got busy we talk about it all the time making a comeback but he he's in an area in the middle of nowhere with really bad internet so we, so we, we have to drive over to your place to show which, basically i used to drive out to his house every time you know that was my only podcast for a while and um i don't want to say would we do got, like a local recording then yeah we would we actually before i figured out how to do two microphones and one computer we actually would uh have two laptops set up on the same table I thought you just had a talk boy and <laughs> talk, yes <laughs> 90s, you know, this man. is the 90s entertainment show, right? I, I had a Talkboy watch when I was a kid. So. <laughs> but yeah, so we really want to bring that back eventually. It, it, it'll happen. It just may not be for a while, but yeah. Thanks for the plugs, man. So, uh, okay, Genesis Gems episode 37 in the book. The 37. <laughs> oh, man, did we do the time warp again or what? <laughs> I got the 37 in my head again from Clerks. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. All right, stop. episode 35. Stop it. Stop it, girly man. It is in the books, and with that, we will catch you later. Later, dudes.